Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening. Your host Yusuf Ishidisad of the microphone with you until 12 o'clock, inshallah. I invite you to join me on a caravan into the night. Indeed, it's Monday evening, and of course, in the company of your favorite community radio station, the Voice of the Cape, on 91.3 FM stereo in the greater metropolitan area, and 95.8 FM in the Boerland. Now, it's Monday evening, and immediately I'm opening up the night surgery. However, I do not have the company of my, can I say, uh, co-host for the night surgery, and that's, of course, our resident doctor, Professor Kala. However... Professor Carlos, a rheumatologist, and as fate would have it, if I can call it that, I do have another rheumatologist with me, and this evening it gives me great pleasure to introduce to the community of uh, Voice of the Cape, none other than Dr. Muhammad Noor Abrams, who is a rheumatologist. Dr. Muhammad Noor, Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, And how are you this evening? Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. And you know, that's why I like this program. This is the only time I get to ask a doctor how are you. <laughs> because you guys always ask us how we are. Now it's my turn. Well, Dr. Um, Sirius now, shukran very much for being here this evening and uh, sharing the airways with us. And inshallah, trust you are going to enjoy this evening's broadcast. Now, first and foremost, you're a rheumatologist. If you'd like to briefly explain to us what exactly are the duties of a rheumatologist? Yeah, you know, that's a very difficult question. You know. okay. Most people don't have an understanding. It's, a, it's a one of the newer specialities. 
Um, and we deal with common conditions as well as quite rare conditions. And right. the common conditions that the listeners will be uh, familiar with are things like gout, right. rheumatoid arthritis, um, osteoarthritis, mm-hmm. and fibromyalgia. Okay. And then there's the rare conditions, things like lupus. Mm. And, you know, occasionally we, we have a member of family, or we know someone with lupus. Mm. Um, and even more rare conditions like vasculitis and veganus granulomatosis, which are systemic diseases okay. and um, require quite significant therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so uh, suffice to say that you're focusing on uh, joints, bones, etc. Correct. Is yeah. that so the majority would be the joints, uh, the joint problems, mm-hmm. but we also see muscle weaknesses of inflammatory nature. Right. Um, and of course, some, there are some rare skin diseases that we also look, especially mm-hmm. when they have involvement of the joints and right. the lungs as well. Right, right. So there you are. That's exactly why I have this evening a rheumatologist, Dr. Muhammad Nur Ayrams, practices at Gatesville Medical Center. And of course, the lines are open 021 442 Double, uh, 021-442-3530 and that is of course if you'd like to pose a question to our doctor here this evening and that's uh, Dr. Mohamed Noor who is a specialist physician as well as a rheumatologist in other words the man is not only a rheumatologist but is also a specialist physician so as he said there are other questions that you can ask but if you want to the speciality this is the man to ask those very special questions. Otherwise, you can send me an SMS. The number 47913. 47913. And uh, Dr. I know Professor Carla is always very precise on three things when people do send in the SMS. The one is the age, the one is the gender, and the other one is the weight. Will that be the same in your case? Yeah, sure. Exactly the same. Well, there you go. So if you do send us the SMS, the weight, the gender, and the age is very important of course and then also a uh, very brief but uh, if we can have it, a detailed uh, description of exactly what it's all about that you would like to know from the specialist that I have here with me and uh, this is the type of fun specialist and the doctor professor Carlos Natilek the professor but it's also to do with the joints the gout the arthritis the fibrocytes all the good and Natilek on the money Bell, not to be in, double feet to be a three five three null. That's the number of the scarcle, Friday Friday. Understand? Steer the SMS, four seven nine one three. That's the number of the SMS now to the steer, Friday Friday. The man is here, ons fat natuurlijk advantage van ons weet. Alles wat vernietigt ons, pat ons. 91.3 FM Stereo. Back with you, of course, with the night surgery. And as I said this evening, I have specialist physician and rheumatologist, uh, Dr. <coughs> Mohammed Noor Abrams, with me. And the doctor is uh, practicing at Gatesville Medical Center. Telephone number there, 021-699-0095. 021-699-0095. And as I said, my number in the studio is 021-442-3530. 021-442-3530. Uh, and of course, Doctor, we 
are going to discuss. Uh, you said you would like to focus on fibromyalgia and just to also talk about it. However, as I've mentioned earlier, we also be taking people's calls as well as giving people opportunity to send those SMSs and pose the questions to you. And inshallah, you will do your utmost to assist them. But we need to know the gender, the age and the weight. However, before we do that, I do have a caller online. So let's go to the lines. Voice of the Cape. Salaam alaikum. Walaikum salam. Um, I'd like to ask the doctor a question in connection with um, a 60-year-old female, uh, weighed 61 kilos, diabetic, had hysterectomy, hernia, pickle buttocks, and now recently um, a hysterectomy with chemo. So uh, um, uh, in this week, my right leg got from the knee completely stiff and the foot also completely stiff and the big toe curled up. Could the doctor perhaps tell me what that is? Alright, just hang on. Uh, doctor, would you like to pose any questions to the lady? No, shukran. Um, uh, Auntie, salamaykum. Um, just yeah. a simple question. Was it the muscles that were pulling stuff? Was it the yes, feet? Was the it cramp-like feelings? So the, no, the muscle was completely stiff hmm. and the foot also completely stiff and then the uh, big toe curled up. And how it long? Perhaps a minute or so okay. and then stop and then again perhaps three times. Okay. Can so I put the phone down? Yes, do you're sure. To... I'll, uh, you can put the phone down. All right, inshallah. Uh, yeah, Yusuf, it sounds very much like that is like muscle cramps and spasms that often occur, mm. um, especially in the elderly. Um, these cramps can be very painful. And like the auntie said, um, it doesn't normally, normally last for very long. It lasts for about a minute to five minutes. Right. And then it normally settles down. Often, you know, uh, getting in a, into a position to stretch that muscle may help um, mm. with uh, improving the symptoms. Um of the big question is what can I take to prevent it? You know, right. and um, often um, it's a very difficult thing to to answer. Hmm. Uh, obviously, physical activity and exercise is important, and right. general fitness, um, as well as um, um, uh, stretching regularly. Hmm. Um, uh, magnesium um, supplements um, can certainly um, help with those type of things as well. Right. Um, but generally, it's a, it's quite a difficult condition to treat. Hmm. Um, and um, provided that the symptoms settle down very quickly and it's not recurrent, right, um, right. symptomatic therapy would be fine. What brings on the, something like that, doctor? Well, you know, some uh, various things. Uh, the, the common thing is um, a lack of, uh, you know, accumulation of lactic acid in the in the muscles, and that you know pulls stuff. Right. I mean, we've had that. Uh, you've played a game of rugby. You haven't been fit, for example. Hmm. The youngsters would experience this. Um, and uh, that night they sleep, they turn in the bed and they have a, they pull a muscle and they jump out right, and stretch right. it out. Um, in the elderly people, the muscle is not always as responsive as the young as the young uh, the youngsters are. Right, right. And um, they are more prone to these type of problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you'd say it's uh, actually exercise, etc. Exercise and stretching, very important. Yeah. All right. Shukran. Uh, let's go to this question that I've got here for you. It's uh, via the SMS line. Salam to Yusuf. And doctor, how does bone ailments relate to dermatological issues? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, certain diseases um, like psoriasis hmm. can often have what we call uh, psoriatic arthritis. And there's a certain subsect of patients with psoriasis 
hoe develop psoriatic arthritis and the arthritis can in fact be quite severe um, compared to the arthritis, the, the, sorry, compared to the psoriasis. The psoriasis in those cases can actually be quite mild. Mm. Um, and there's another subsect where they have predominantly skin disease and very little joint disease. Right. That's just one example. There are other examples. There are um, diseases like um, sarcoidosis that can present with uh, skin rashes as well as um, uh, lung involvement with infiltration in the lung and fibrosis. And those patients can also have joint ailments. Okay. okay? okay. All right. And uh, again, then again, there's uh, diseases like lupus, um, which also gives skin um, uh, rashes as well as joint um, ail- ailments as well. If you have this situation where you have the skin problem as well as it also causing some uh, arthritis, etc., how serious is that? Well, it depends. Um, there are there are certain conditions where uh, you can have infections, with, mm-hmm. which can be related to uh, to we can give you a skin rash as well as a, as an arthritis. Right. Um, and and in that setting, um, an infective arthritis is quite serious. Mm-hmm. The skin uh, the skin manifestations of psoriasis and the arthritis can be variable. Right. The patients with uh, psoriatic arthritis can have very mild disease where they only have swelling of toes with a bit of pain, and it can progress to severe disease that looks like rheumatoid arthritis. In right, fact. right, right. So it can vary. It can vary, yeah. All right. Uh, shukran, uh, doctor. Let's go to our next SMS. A 57-year-old female, 75 kilograms, got arthritis of their hips. Want to know if cycling and walking is okay for this ailment? Yeah. So uh, osteoarthritis, presumably, it sounds like a pre- osteoarthritis problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the the severity. So very early osteoarthritis, um, you can see only radiologically, um, and those patients generally have no symptoms. Right. Um, so going for 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 walks in that in that. Um, uh, segment of the patients mm-hmm. um, will be fine, but when, the minute they have symptoms, then the weight-bearing exercises are, are not good. Okay. So you, uh, the better uh, strengthening exercises would be swimming, water-based activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you when you talk about uh, the uh, weight, are you, are you talking about putting pressure on? Putting on pressure. Yeah. So running any any uh, um, os- uh, degenerative arthritis of the large joints, predominantly the hips and the knees. Mm-hmm. Once they become symptomatic, you know. So, in other words, they are developing pain from the um, from uh, the, the joints. Right. The, the doing heavy, repetitive um, activities is certainly not a good idea. Okay. So we are referring to running and walking long distances, mm-hmm. but we do realize that exercise is important for that group of patients. And you know, but Yusuf, the weather at the moment is great. Sure. We have uh, good access to um, public swimming pools at the moment. Right, right, right. And um, if you prepare to get there, and even if you walk across in the in the water, you know, the, the water makes you more buoyant. Mm-hmm. It puts less pressure on the bones, on the joints at least, um, and it I- improves the muscle strength. All right. Yeah, all right so right. aqua aerobics for that is mm-hmm. certainly a very mm-hmm. good thing. Okay. Shukran, doctor. Let's go to our next one, and it reads as follows. A female, 32-year-old, 75 kilograms, arm goes numb and pulls stiff. Have to move fingers to help. This happens when sleeping and not sleeping on my arm. Okay. Um, now, normally, uh, the that 
could be something like a carpal tunnel syndrome. Uh, the arm, uh, is it the arm and the hand? Is it just the arm and the hand? Uh, you know, if it's the hand, then predominantly um, the thumb, index finger, and the middle finger that becomes numb right. uh, with pins and needles, that normally is the um, the symptoms that are associated with carpal tunnel mm. syndrome. This uh, person is saying that the arm goes numb and pulls stiff, mm. and then they have a chance to move her fingers okay. for relief. Yeah. Um, that uh, is a difficult problem without examining the patient, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether it's a muscle problem or a nerve problem. There are entrapment uh, syndromes where one of the nerves can be trapped within muscle groups. Right. or You know, it can come from either around the elbow or around the wrist. Mm. So it's actually quite difficult to discern. Um, if certainly that uh, symptom is persistent, right. uh, the scorer should certainly see a GP and... Um, for further investigations, yeah. All right. Okay, uh, shukran, uh, doctor. Assalamu alaikum. My left foot on top pains when I walk. Tramp on it, don't help the mouth. When I walk, tramp on it, don't know what it is. So when the person tramp on the foot, the top of the foot actually aches. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's a, again quite a difficult um, uh, question there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the foot is made up of various structures. Right. You know, there are bones, there are muscles, and there are ligaments. Most of the problems that are weight-bearing uh, normally affect the, the bottom, the underneath, you know, mm-hmm. and there's certain movements of the foot that can determine where the pain is coming from. Right. So, you know, like twisting the foot inwards, if the, if the pain comes on that position, it could be a ligament or a tendon. Okay. Uh, if, if you twist it the other way, it also points to another tendon. Mm, mm. The top of the foot, you know, it's normally the, the big extensors, muscles um, from coming from the leg, which extends the foot up. So perhaps it's, uh, it could be related to a tendonitis right. of those, um, uh, of, the, of the muscles that, um, that's responsible for standing and walking. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, once again, as you said, difficult. So do you, does it mean rather see the GP or, or what would you... Well, this could be just a repetitive strain injury. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if the, if the person is very active, walking for for, for, for long times. Right, right, right. Um, right. And uh, certainly some rest perhaps um, is important. Mm-hmm. And perhaps having a look at the footwear and see if that's contributing to it in any way. All right. Well, on that note, uh, what we need to do now is uh, it's almost time for us to wrap it up for the Wacht Afishan before continuing. So, Doctor, just um, if I may, instead of going back to the SMSs, which we will continue with after Isha, inshallah, you also mentioned uh, earlier that we'll be talking about fibromyalgia. Mm. Just uh, if, I can give, if you can give us a brief mm. uh, explanation of what is fibromyalgia. So fibromyalgia is one of those conditions where you have widespread pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people often complain of um, lots of uh, pain in the morning, during the day. They have a lot of stiffness when they wake up. Mm. They, when they start walking, the stiffness is about 10, 10 or 15 minutes. When they sit for long periods of time, they stand up again, they have a list, a lot of stiffness. Central to the to to the mechanisms of fibromyalgia is poor sleep. You know, if you okay. you know, if you're not if you're not sleeping very well, you're not getting a restful sleep. The muscles don't have time to to um, to recover. And uh, you know, we've all had hard days at the office where you worked late shifts and double shifts, and the next day you feel tired and your mm-hmm. muscles are mm-hmm. painful. Mm-hmm. Now you can appreciate that if somebody's not sleeping well for three months, they're also going to start having pain. 
So generally fibromyalgia is a condition that is considered when people have pain for three months or longer. And often, you know, they have pain um, on both sides of the body. Um, in the legs and the arms and the back and the mm. neck, you know, all over, all over, right. you know. And but the important thing about fibromyalgia is that when it comes to the clinical examination, the clinical examination is normal. Okay. When we examine the joints and we we put them through the range of mo- movement, and we feel for swelling and we look for these things, those findings are normal. Right. Nothing there. Nothing there. But oh. the patient has diffuse tenderness everywhere. All right. So we, we the, there's a tender point examination where we push various areas on the body, um, and these patients often complain of pain out of proportion with the amount of uh, pressure that we're putting on those areas. Okay. So they t- have two main concepts. The one is um, where they feel pain out of proportion. Mm. So they have a painful stimulus, but the response is exaggerated. Right, right. Okay, right. so you, you you tap them on the shoulder mm. and they feel the response to hand. And then, then the, the second component is that um, they feel pain when you have a non-painful stimulus. So you give them a hug and you shake their hand right, and they right. have a painful response. So central to this is all the way the, the pain is experienced. Mm, mm. Now fibromyalgia on its own can be can be diagnosed mm, mm, mm. Um, with with, um, with the examination, right. but importantly to exclude some of uh, uh, the other causes that could also give pain in those conditions. Very interesting, and I'm going to ask you, Dr. Nur, before we continue with any of the SMS or anything like that, if you can just uh, elaborate a little bit more after Isha on the fibromyalgia, because it sounds as if it's a, it can be uh, actually a, a condition that can be worrying for some people. Yeah, absolutely. Most right. people worry about arthritis. In oh, fact. Of course. We're going to talk about it later on, and I believe there are also calls coming through. However, we need to break for the Wacht of Isha, so I'm going to ask you, if you'd like to call us, of course, the number 021-442-3530. That's after the Wacht of Isha. Say 10 minutes. Give us 10 minutes, and we'll be back, and then you can send your calls. However, those with the SMSs, you can send it anytime. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Back with you, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, and uh, the we that's of course myself and uh, Dr. Muhammad Noor Abrams, specialist, physician, and uh, rheumatologist. Once again, Dr. Assalamu alaikum. And uh, let me first say that uh, with the amount of SMSs that you've received, I need to ask you can I have an extension of your time after the news as well, Kanala, if, if it's okay with you? Sure, with you. Inshallah. Shukran very much. And I need to ask the listeners not to send any more SMSs. Kanala, no more SMSs. Otherwise, I need to keep Dr. here until Fajr. <laughs> and you know, I don't pay overtime, so uh, <laughs> I can't afford that. But uh, seriously, doctor, doctor, well done. We've got quite a few SMSs, and I'm going to go to the next one immediately. And this one reads as follows. It says, Assalamu alaikum, doctor. I have this pain in my back in the mornings. When I stand up, uh, the pain is very bad, and my right hand is swollen. I'm a 45-year-old female drinking. Okay, we don't know what the auntie is drinking, but it just says drinking. Well, doctor? Shukran. When it comes to back pain, uh, we talk about uh, the duration and the onset. Okay? So most people have some form of acute backache at some point in their lives. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, if you watch the cricket, uh, but I used to when you see those guys standing in the slips all day, right, right, you know they up and down, and you know if you're young, and some of them are gonna have back pain the next day, and that's mm -hmm. a, what you call a mechanical backache. Okay. The 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 backache that comes on for longer, that 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 sneaks up on you, that is worse in the morning, that is associated with stiffness, right. that normally lasts for about an hour, and improves as you uh, become active during the day, right. is a marker of what we call inflammatory arthritis, All right. or should I say inflammatory back pain. Hmm. Now, ninety-five percent of back pain will be mechanical in nature. Meaning, that, meaning it's it's a you know it's a it's it's a process. So you were either you pulled something, you stretched okay. something, you All did right. something. All right. Okay. Yes. And there's, a, there's that five percent of people with backache that will have something more inflammatory. Okay. okay? Mm. So they may have an active inflammatory condition affecting the spine or, in fact, the buttocks um, mm. and the SI sacroiliac joints. These patients often present with insidious onset of pain. So insidious is gradual onset. Right. After three months, you, you notice the pain getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And you think about, but I've been actually having this pain for about three to six months already. Right. And when they wake up, uh, they are incredibly stiff and incredibly painful, mm -hmm. and they improve over time. And then the next morning, when they wake up, they feel like that again. Right. Now the right hand that is swollen may reflect an arthritis of the hand as well. Okay. And that, with the with the lower back pain, obviously we don't have a lot of information there. If this is acute back pain, then it's more mechanical. But if it's a persistent, ongoing, non, you know, something that very fluctuates a bit over time. Right. And another hallmark for inflammatory back pain is that when they take Voltaren, they have a very good response to it. Hmm. So a good response to Voltaren um, also is a marker inflammatory back pain. All right. 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 Most of the time, like I say, it's a mechanical problem, um, which should get better over time, mm. with exercise and strengthening those muscle, um, those muscles of the back. And occasionally, it is an inflammatory condition. Right. Now, the inflammatory conditions they often missed, mm. Mm. and these patients over time can develop quite disabling arthritis, which will limit their movements as well. Okay, all right. So this lady, if 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 uh, um, her symptoms fit any of what I've described with relating to inflammatory conditions, right. she should certainly see uh, a doctor. And if it fits, perhaps a rheumatologist. Oh, okay. Well, uh, doc, let's go to the lines. Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. And Khadija speaking. Yes. I've got a problem with my one knee. And the near fact that I've been to the hospital and checked with my knee, but the swelling doesn't go away. I have a swelling on top of my knee. So I don't know what it is. I'll listen to the radio. All right, so just a it's, it's, so not, it's not in my knee. It's at the back of my leg that I have the pain. All right. And the other thing, doctor, would like to talk to you. Okay. Uh, how are you? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I have a problem with my knee. I've had it for a whole year. I get injection for it all the time, but it yeah. doesn't gonna go away. It comes and it goes. Now I have a problem like they injected my knee. Now the problem is not my knee. It's at the back of my knee. I told the doctor that. It's not, it's like at the back of my knee. So he gave me injection and he gave me a, a tramadol tablet to use. But it makes me drowsy, and I just want to vomit when I take it. Sure. 
Auntie, Auntie um, when you get these injections, does mm-hmm. it respond? To, does the it, pain go away? The pain just go away from that day. Only and one you, day? No, the, like that that moment, it's gone for okay. a week or two, okay. and then it's back again. And then but it comes it, back. But I have a swelling on top of my knee, like by the po- top of my leg. Okay. I have a swelling and it never went away. Now, did the doctor say there was fluid in that um, He didn't swelling? say there's fluid or nothing in. He okay. didn't say anything. I have to go back to him in, in, in three months' time. Okay. Uh, so if that swelling represents fluid, sometimes uh, you can put a needle in and take some of that fluid off. Yes, I'm, because I had it on my hand and they took it out. Okay. But now I've got it on my knee, but he didn't remove it. He gave, just gave me injection and a Dremeldol tablet. Okay. But it does make me nauseous. It yeah. makes me want to yeah. vomit. But the Dremeldol tablet is what we call an opioid analgesic, and it's similar to morphine. And uh, it's um, obviously not the same, but it okay. has the same side effects, you know, and okay. nausea and constipation is one of those things. No, but it just makes me vomit. It doesn't make, does do anything else, but it just makes my, my mouth give that watery taste. Is it, eh? Okay. And, and th- I don't know what it is. Yeah. Perhaps you're not very, you don't respond very well to tramadol. You certainly sound like you're experiencing some of the uh, um, side effects. I think it's a side effect of that, but I didn't take it again. I didn't go back to it again. I just okay. took it the first and second day, and I just didn't take because it made me very drowsy, and I just wanted to sleep. And sometimes, you know, with, uh, with arthritis of the knee, uh, you can get pain behind the knee, and that often represents a swelling in the back of the knee, a cyst. It's called a Baker's cyst. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can also be quite painful, and sometimes that cyst can, can, can rupture and give quite a lot of pain down the leg as well. It does. Mm. It goes to my ankle. Okay, so it's quite possible. You see, the main the main question is what is causing this fluid? Is it an osteoarthritis or an a gouty arthritis? You know. I had a gout. And they gave me a test of gout, but it, it's not gout. Then then he gave me now this treatment. I'm on this treatment now, so I don't know what it is. But the mm. leg, it's still the swelling is there. Yeah. And I'm not using anything for the swelling. Okay, no, you don't need to use anything for the swelling, but perhaps the, the swelling needs to be aspirated. And okay. So a needle needs to be put on and take take some fluid off. Okay, shukran so okay. much. You have a nice day. <laughs> 61 year old, 5 foot 11 inches, 90 kilograms. Uh, it's a male. Uh, the right shoulder to the neck is painful and stiff. When I press on certain points in that area, it's okay for a few minutes, uh, half an hour to one hour. That's that's what the gentleman is saying. Sorry, he said when he pushes on it, when the, the person the pain per, gets better yeah, the or the pain gets worse. It, no, it, it actually gets better. It's okay. It's in other words, the person press on that area and then it's okay. In other words, relieved for between half an hour to an hour. Okay, and then it's back again. All right. So in the in the area between the shoulder and the neck is a big muscle called the trapezius muscle, and that is often very. Uh, uh, area for knots. So, you know, mm-hmm. you get uh, people talk about knots in the right, neck. Yeah. Right, right, So this is it, it could it could possibly be something like that. Okay. To differentiate whether it is a shoulder problem or a neck problem, it really depends on whether the shoulder can move or not. Oh, oh. So if somebody can put their hand behind their head and behind the be- and the hand behind their back, then the problem is not in the shoulder joint. Okay. Okay. Right. Then the problem lies outside the joint. So what else is there? There's muscles and tendons. Oh, right. 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 So it is quite possible that this shoulder to neck pain uh, could possibly be from tight muscles. Please. Okay. All right, uh, Shukrani, Doc, let's go to our next SMS. And the next SMS reads as follows. 
Assalamu alaikum. Doc, can you please advise uh, any other medication other than brewer's yeast and jungle juice to bring breast milk back? Uh, and also what could uh, possibly be the cause of it having dried up already as my baby is only going on to be two months? Hmm, not really my field today, is it? <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, the breast milk is normally uh, comes from the suckling response. Okay. So the baby suckles and the brain secretes the hormones which allows the breast milk to come. Now, sometimes uh, perhaps the suckling was inefficient to the baby. Hmm. I'm not aware of anything that um, can bring the milk back, uh, but hmm. uh, like I said, this is really out of my spectrum. Hmm. But perhaps uh, she should see one of her nurses, um, you know, many trained nurses at the MOUs who can, can help her with the suckling. Right. And perhaps that will stimulate the breast milk again, please. All right. Okay, we understand. Uh, rheumatologists, uh, not really gynecologists, so we understand that one. All right, let's go to our next uh, question. Salam, I'm a cerebral palsy, uh, spastic diaplegic, who have psoriasis as well. Mm. That's all the person is saying. Yeah, I think this, this patient is probably referring to the problem with joint and... And skin. Uh, and skin, yeah. No, but, no. Uh, you know, cerebral palsy is a, is a condition that happens at birth because of not a lot, not a lot of uh, oxygen to the brain. Mm. And in this case, the psoriasis is probably incidental. Okay. Yeah. Salam alaikum. Uh, male, 25. All right, let's leave that go on there because there's somebody's. I don't like to waste people's ear sure, time. Sure. So no. let's go on there. Air expensive. Air time's expensive. <laughs> Voice of the Cape. Salam alaikum. Hi, Salaamu Doc. Doc, you know, if one if one looks at the Quran, one finds that Allah speaks about many many means of healing, and and there's something uh, uh, on the internet called epitherapy. Epitherapy is the venom of the bee, the venom the venom of the bee that uh, it's called bee sting therapy, and this has proven to have healed people completely with arthritis and cancer and this research has been very new and what what is amazing is that the west comes up with all this research and healing and yet quran says to us and allah has uh, as, uh, 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 inspired the bee and they produce uh, honey of varying colors and in in them in it is a healing for mankind now one looks at the honey as an antibiotic but we need to look at the the bee sting uh, uh when the bee stings of course people can go for the blood test but this is has a man in australia had bad arthritis on his right arm and i think this was on ripley's he went into a hive he put his arm into the hive and he covered his whole body he was stung by so many bees and thereafter the arthritis never came back to them so i think and even the dates also the eating of 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 dates has very many been uh, uh, many nutritional value and healing for many of the ailments but i think we are undermining or uh, we're not researching enough the chronic uh, um, uh, 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 fruits and vegetables that Allah speaks and not the other day so they have uh, uh, about some time ago now all right uh, Marv, uh, Marv, you have to keep it brief now can I lie? okay can I can I conclude now yeah, just please okay uh, they have now discovered that 
seven olives, seven olives to one fig is the healing for cholesterol. And they, they struggled with this research. They took one fig to one olive. They couldn't get it right. Until an alim sent them the Quran sciences and told them to use seven olives. Now, the, Allah only speaks about the olive seven times in the Quran. And the fig ones, what teeny was they, tuny? Why would God sway by the olive and the fig? And I think we need to return to this very natural way in the Quran. You can let us have more uh, appreciation, Doc. Thanks uh, so much. All right, Shukran. Okay. Well, let's go back to the lines. Voice of the Cape, hello. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Can I speak to the doctor? Can go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, doctor. Um, I'm a 74-year-old, nearly 75. I'm not quite sure about my weight, but I know it's over the 100. I'm not fat, but I'm big, bold. <laughs> but I got up one morning in the right hand. It was all of a sudden stiff. I can't really pick up something. The three fingers from the thumb to the third finger, that is fine. But now the fourth finger and the small finger it, it, it stands apart. Now, I was wondering what it was, what it is. How's the sensation in those fingers, I think? Uh, like a, a shocking pain. Is it, pins. is it there all the time, or does it just come and go? Uh, come and go. Okay, and when it comes, does it just last for a couple of seconds, or is it yeah. persistent? Does yeah, it just last for a couple of seconds? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, those fingers, uh, where can you move them easily? Uh, I can move them. I can bend them still. Okay. But the, 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 the fourth finger, I can't touch it, it's painful. Is it the pain in the palm or is it in the finger? In the finger. Okay. Um, but the movement in the finger is, is normal. You can make a complete fist in there, aren't you? Yes, I can, but with pain. With pain, okay. Yeah. So, uh, again, when, you, when we look at uh, the sources of pain, um, we the pain can come from uh, the joints, but mm. if the movement is normal, aren't you? then it's unlikely to be the joint. Oh. The pins and needles may be um, a nerve that's um, entrapped. You know, it's like a shocking pain. Like a sharp pain. And yeah. often you know just underneath your funny bone, uh, in your elbow, there's an ulnar nerve that runs down there. And that can often um, be the cause. You know, Sometimes it just gets, gets entrapped and gives you some pain down the hand. And another thing, doctor, is uh, sometimes when I sit... Then all of a sudden my neck sort of gets lame. It's not pain, it gets lame. Okay. When I walk, then I, it's like my feet and my, my knees are too heavy, you know? It's mm. not painful, but it's, it's heavy and stiff. Mm. And uh, the, does, this, does this heaviness go away when you sit down? Yes. Okay, so again, that sounds like a very mechanical problem. You said you are 74. Yes, so they, they, those joints have been they have taken some some wear and tear over the years. Pardon? I say those joints have taken some wear and tear over the yeah, years, you yeah, know. Absolutely. And those shock absorbers are and not working as good as this. Nothing a person can use, doctor. Well, you're not. You don't have much pain. Um, no, you know? I haven't. Yeah, so you know, it's just, just I can't uh, pick up something with a sand. You know, it's, 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 if it's numb, like yeah. if I make a cup of tea, then the spoon, I can't handle the spoon even to stir. Okay, um, but you're not using your thumb, are you? No, I'm not using my thumb. Okay, all right. The, the, other, the other finger is also, but it's not so bad as the two. As the other two. The fourth one and the okay. small fourth finger. So to sum it up, Auntie, sometimes it can be the tendons that can cause the pain? 
And so sometimes it can be the joints. Now your movements is fine, so it's unlikely to be the joints. And the last thing, of course, could be the nerve. Okay, um, shukran, doctor. Have Otherwise, you can just rub with some deep heat and see how it goes. Okay, shukran, right. doctor. Okay, wa And on that note, I need to take a break for the news. And when we come back from the news, we need to go to those other SMSs. And I see some more came through after I said no more. Shukranala, I do know where I stop. So anything additional, unfortunately, because I cannot keep the gentleman here, until who knows when. So we're going to take a break for the news and when we come back we'll continue with our specialist uh, that is a specialist uh, physician and rheumatologist. Back with you of course with our night surgery, extended night surgery that is and once again I must say firstly shukran very much to you Dr. Noor for uh, agreeing to actually extend the time. So, shukran very much. Uh, the telephone number, let me just give you the number for uh, Dr. Muhammad Nur Abrams, specialist physician and rheumatologist at Gatesville Medical Center. If you'd like to contact this the number to actually make an appointment. Kanala, remember, it's to make an appointment, not to phone and say, I couldn't get through, but maybe I can speak to him now. No, no. This, if you dial this number, it's an appointment, 21 699 Now, I forgot to tell the technician, that's, of course, a friend and colleague, Nazim, to hold the calls for now. It sounds nice, eh? Hold the calls. So we've got one more caller coming through, and then, of course, I need to get through the people's SMSs first. So, Nazim, I'm going to take this call, and then after that, Kanala, uh, we're not <coughs> going to take any calls until we finish with the SMS and see where we are. So, Doctor, this is uh, a call for you. Sure. Voice of the Cape, hello. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Um, uh, a question for the doctor. Uh, it was diagnosed that in the Khalida, the city had to refer to doctor too for pain, severe pain in my region and in my arms. The doctor told me to see it in the severe depression. Say well for my next anus a pelagi of Sony. The pain that I get is a salsica for five months. So, my ek is a mommy for a babaki van a year. Ik heb nog nooit gesprekje geslapen, want Baba wil niet slapen, richt je niet. Ik was 43 en achter 14 jaar heb ik gestaan en toen kreeg ik die Baba. Ik zeg, ik respect haar en ik wil niet weten, die pijn komt het op mijn boos. Dat is zeer. En is is aanhoudelijk is gaat hij weggeven voor vier vijf maanden daarom. Oké, dokter nu? Ja, shukran. This sounds like a typical case of fibromyalgia. You've got the nice history there that she hasn't been sleeping well. New baby in the house, and of course, new babies require a lot of attention, feeding all the time, and you know the movements of the joints is probably probably normal for this auntie. Auntie, you still on the line? But the pain in my arms, doctor, as I'm just, I mean, the up your arm has slapped. Yeah. But as I said, I said, I did my pain, and I expire. I can feel the expire. Yeah, yeah. My arm opens. Right, right. Now, I had to go to the doctor because I thought the pain is my heart, my skin, or the pain in my legs is my heart, is my lungs. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Auntie, this uh, this counts like a muscle problem, and the muscle problems normally related to fibromyalgia, mm. and is it related yes. to the poor sleep, Auntie? And inshallah, yes. you know, if the sleep improves and the exercise improves, then the symptoms okay. will also improve. So, Doctor, just uh, briefly, when we talk about fibromyalgia, and as you've explained that uh, the main cause here is sleeplessness or uh, too little sleep, mm-hmm. are you saying then that if a person's sleep pattern improves, then that should also... That's uh, generally the case. Oh, okay. so, so improving the sleep and improving the exercise. Okay. Those right. two work hand in hand. But yes. exercise must also be part yes. of it. Yes. Well, the important thing with the exercise must be gradual. Ah, okay. You can't now not be, ex- not be active for many years and now want to run a marathon. Right, yes. right. You're going to be painful. Point taken. All right. All right. Let's go to our SMS line. Assalamu alaikum. Male age 27, weighs 20, uh, 70 kilograms, red tiny pimples on palm and hands of, and feet, Gives a pain, uh, pins and needles feeling when touched, coupled with sore throat and fever. Yeah, so this sounds like an infective process, especially the sore throat and the fever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the rash in the, in the hands can be a number of things. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, I would suggest to this caller that he actually sees GP um, to make sure he doesn't have any serious infections. All right. Next one, Assalamu alaikum, doctor. My father-in-law is 67 years old and he's a diabetic with water. He weighs about 87 kilograms. He has been to several doctors and they say that he has heart and kidney failure. He had one heart attack. His body also retains water. Currently, his legs are swollen and uh, sore and it starts to turn black. Mm-hmm. He has this itchiness under his skin. What can cause this as he can't sleep at night? Is this maybe a side effect of all the tablets he's currently drinking? Um, and the person then concludes by saying uh, he went to several doctors and specialists, but no one can determine what caused the itchiness. Can you please advise? Yeah, a couple of issues here. With, uh, uh, this gentleman's obviously quite ill. You know, he's got heart disease, he's got kidney disease. He's got water, as they say, you know, which uh, is accumulation of fluid as a consequence of either heart and kidney disease. And um, this quant- this sounds like to be quite a serious chronic problem. Mm-hmm. Now, depending on the degree of the kidney disease, uh, that was, itching can be one of the prominent symptoms of, itch- of, of, that, of, kidney. Know, of kidney disease. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Especially when uh, the kidney disease is quite advanced, mm-hmm. and these patients have intractable itching. Okay. And unfortunately, you know, the treatment options are very limited. Right. The other uh, option, uh, occasionally there are some drugs that can, that can cause itchiness, but it's unlikely to be the drugs that he's using to treat his, his, high, his, his heart failure and his kidney failure. And, and the diabetes? Uh, yeah, and the diabetes as well. I mean, the, the diabetic pills generally don't cause itching. All and right. so it's, it's unlikely that this is uh-huh. a, a pill-related problem. But if the kidney disease is advanced, then it is quite probable that From that the is the cause. Disease. Yeah. Okay, uh, Salam Doctor, I'm a 45-year-old female, weighs 94 kilograms, have severe burning pain in the heel, right side, and when I get out of bed, it throbs at times, go through the leg, and pain in the hip. Find it difficult to put the foot flat when walking. Doctor, please, what can I do? Okay, so this person, she's got pain in the heel when she stands up in the morning. Um, so underneath, the, you know, underneath the foot, we have ligaments and which control, which keep the muscles uh, tight in the foot. Uh, mm. 
And uh, this sounds like a, what we call a plantar fasciitis. Okay. okay? Uh, this is a mechanical problem. Often they need a, a little heel pad in the foot, in the shoe. Right, right. Um, it often helps that when they wake up first thing in the morning yeah. to have the, the slippers right next to the bed. Okay. Uh, this pain normally lasts for a, for a couple of minutes and then goes away. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, important here is that um, they stretch them, they stretch the feet, especially the calves. So they need to lie in bed, take a towel and put it over over the foot and pull the foot up. So okay. towel in the one hand and towel in the other hand around the foot and pull the foot up right. and that stretches out the calf and the plantar fashion. They, they do that at night. Mm -hmm. Other uh, useful thing is to fill a 500 ml uh, bottle, a Coke bottle, a dump, you know, the, the plastic right, ones right, with right. water, mm. put it in the freezer then you have a ready-made ice pack right. and then just to roll the f underneath the foot, um, you know, for about 10 or 15 minutes at night. Mm -hmm. And of course to stretch during the day. This is a painful condition and it can last up to six months. Okay. Yeah. But it can it will get better. Shall it yeah. should get better. Should get better. All right. Salam Abdesman Doctor. I'm a twenty seven year old female. I have a problem with my calves. It sometimes gets this irritating pain. It's so bad I have to eat it so that it goes away. What can it be as it has been a problem since I was a child? Yeah, again very non specific, but in the calf there's nothing there's nothing much there with Yusuf. Mm. It's mainly the big calf muscles. Right. And those are the strong muscles that allow you to stand. So they are big muscles. Huh. Um, and this sounds like a like a like a numb pain to the to the to the cough. It comes from time to time. Right. Uh, it doesn't sound to be anything serious. Mm. You know, if it settles down, she's had it since uh, since child. Right. If it was anything serious, it would have developed by now. All right. Okay. So again, stretching and exercise. Okay. So, doctor, uh, I can feel in the middle of the hand crystal fingers, yeah, the crystals, mouth fingers getting stiff, move through the body, and it's very painful. Yeah, this is a very difficult uh, question. I'm not sure whether she means there's lumps in the in the hands. You know, yeah, often uh, we can't see crystals. When people talk about crystals. Um, I normally think about gout. Right. And gout is a condition where you have crystals being deposited in the tissues mm. and in the joints, and mm. it gives you sort of the acute pain. Right. So I'm not sure whether she's referring to a gout attack or whether she's feeling perhaps a, a, a nodule within a tendon mm. that's causing pain. So perhaps, uh, you know, uh, if it is a gout attack, then gout can be treated, which right. is not too difficult to treat. Right. Um, but perhaps it's, it could be tendons, um, ten, uh, ten, um, nodules in tendons as well. All right. I'm a 59-year-old male, non-smoker, have pain in my left soldier, uh, shoulder and chest. Travels to my left arm with the lame pins and needles effect. Very uncomfortable. Hmm. So when we look at pain in the shoulder, we look at, uh, again, it comes back, can you move the shoulder or not? Mm -hmm. If you can put the shoulder behind, behind the head and behind the back, then the, it's not coming from the shoulder itself. Right. Um, if you can do that without pain, then we must always worry about referred pain. And in a 55, 59-year-old gentleman who has those type of symptoms, we always worried about angina, angina heart, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, if it's not that, it could be the the, the muscles uh, that support the shoulder. Right. We call that the rotator cuff muscles, um, and and the structures around that. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, would you say again, 
this person need to go see a doctor to yeah to look you know, i would be worried uh, at that age uh, i would be worried about angina as a potential cause if that has been ex- excluded hmm. then they can look at the at the other um less threatening causes potentially. all right i uh, just want to say i received the sms from 8250 and it's an incomplete sms it just says to know what caused it, I'm only allergic to seafood. That's all I got here, so we don't know what it's all about. However, let me go to the next SMS. Salam, I'm a 74-year-old male, suffers with uh, polymyalgia. There are times I can't walk. I am on two prednisols a day. It takes half a day to get relief. Okay, so polymyalgia rheumatica is one of those diseases that affect the elderly. And often presents with aching in the shoulders and aching in the hips. Mm-hmm. And patients require prednisone for up to two years. Two prednisones may not be enough. Sometimes they need up to four prednisones. All right. All so right. perhaps that if it is polymyalgia, up to four prednisones and see how it goes. And right. if it improves after a couple of weeks, they can cut back to ten. Do they need to <coughs> get to the person that actually prescribed the prednisones to increase the dosage? Or yeah, yeah that is the, I would suggest that. Um, unless they, they have their, their, their stash at home, they can try right. and increase the prednisone, provided yeah. the diagnosis is correct. Huh? Uh. I mean, I'm, much, I'm sure, you know, you don't just come up with that diagnosis. Right, right, right. Um, and then uh, try try four tablets a day for a couple of weeks mm. and then go back to two. And okay. may improve it. Inshallah. Salam, I've been under severe stress, when res- which resulted in uh, me collapsing and was out for three hours. Eyes couldn't open, arms and legs felt numb. When I came by, felt cold and collapsed two hours later. And the following two days... Can you explain why the collapsing? Yeah. Look, the one thing is a seizure, which may be um, an organic problem, you know, a, a real problem. And the other problem could be related to the stress. Right. So people who are under severe stress, they, they often have symptoms which mimic uh, uh, diseases. Mm. It's called conversion disorders. Mm. Mm. And it's very difficult to treat those. Um, and really you need to look at the cause. So treat the stress. Right, right, you right. Know? Right, but, right. Uh, you know, to differentiate that from an actual seizure, people who have fits um, generally bite their tongues and they become incontinent of the urine, so they wet themselves. Right, right. In the absence of that, they, and they often confuse afterwards. Mm. So in the absence of those symptoms, you know, you can you can rule out the seizure. Okay. okay. So I'm doctor, I got this pain in my upper arm. The doctor gave me antibiotics and sent me to a physio, but the pain's still there. It is down my right arm. Canela? advice okay uh, again broad spectrum broad spectrum I'm, I'm sure the doctor gave you anti-inflammatories but unless there was an infection there hmm. um, uh, you know the, the, then it would require antibiotics um, so and I'm not sure if it's the right or the left arm um, so if it's the left arm again you know we talk about referred pain referred pain coming hmm. from the heart um, if it's the if it's the right arm then we go through the the movements of the of the arm. Is the shoulder working? Is the elbow working? Is that fine? Once we've excluded those movements, we look at the muscles and the tendons again. Right. Um, and we always worry about the referred pain. So it can be coming pain coming out of the neck as well. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the possibilities. All right. And then the last SMS, uh, Salam Doctor, can you can tell me are pain tablets any kind of bad to your body? I'm taking it every day for four to six. A day. Okay. It all depends on what you're taking the tablets for. Mm, mm. Right? Uh, there are certain people who require pain tablets because of their conditions. Mm. 
And sometimes, you know, like I mentioned, those patients with inflammatory arthritis, where they are better with the pain, they are better with the tablets than without the tablets. With any tablet, that's really the question you need to ask yourself. Is that, am I going to better be better taking the tablet, or am, I ge- or am I going to be putting myself at risk from the side effects? Right. If the benefit of the tablet is there, then the risks of the side effects is 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 um, is mitigated. Right. But if you don't really need pain tablets, then of course, then the side effects will 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 be there, and your benefit is small, and your side effect risk is high. Right. 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 So some people, um, you know, we talk about pain tablets, they're variable, like Voltaren. Uh, if you take Voltaren for too long, you can get an ulcer. Right. But if you need the Voltaren to keep your inflammatory arthritis under control, then you, you need to continue, and we can work on trying to prevent ulcers. Right, right. And of course, Voltaren can also affect blood pressure and things like that. Panado, mm, mm, mm. uh, generally safe, you know, um, but of course, if you take too much, Beyond the, the, the recommended dosage, um, you can cause some... I'm talking about people taking 30, 40 panados in one go, like in an overdose, you oh, know right, right, right. I'm not talking about people taking two tablets four times a day mm-hmm. for pain. In mm-hmm. fact, two mm-hmm. tablets four times a day is the recommended dose. Okay. Yeah. And in that doses, you know, generally people, uh, it's generally safe. Yeah. Okay. Right, uh, Doctor, I did say that's the last one, but uh, with permission, just one sure. minute. Slip through yet. See, Salam. Any advice for osteoarthritis in neck? Uh, have slip disc as well. Ah, okay. So the osteoarthritis generally develops at the uh, in the older people mm-hmm. um, in the neck. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about um, using supplements to improve osteoarthritis, stuff like chondroitin and um, glucosamine. But there is no real evidence that right. taking those supplements improves the outcome of the arthritis. All oh, right. There may be some evidence that taking those supplements improves pain. Hmm. If you've already taken your Panado and your Tramadol and your Voltaren, if you still have pain and you can try your glucosamine, hmm. then if then if you have a response to if your pain is better, then continue. But if it's not, it doesn't really help. All oh, right. All right, uh, doctor, last one that says, Salam, doctor, Jazakla, for diagnosing my daughter with a brain tumor, no longer there. So it must have been somebody that came to see you at some, okay. some time. So the person just thanking you for Shut doing up. what you do. <laughs> well, on that uh, beautiful note, time for me to close the night series and to say to you, Shukran, very much for being here. I find it really, easy. it's been a, a wonderful experience having you here. And uh, let me also say to the listeners, it's actually uh, Dr. Noor's first time on radio. <laughs> and how did that feel now, <laughs> Dr. Wonderful. So uh, just uh, to remind you that uh, Dr. Mohammed Noor Abrams is a specialist physician and rheumatologist at Gatesville Medical Center. And the telephone number to make an appointment is 21 699 0095 021-699-0095. And just uh, one final question there, Dr. Noor, and that is, if people want to make an appointment to see you, should they be uh, referred to you or can they come directly to you? And I'm talking especially those that are under medical aid. How does yeah, that work? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see anybody who, who wants to see me. Right. Um, of course, it's uh, always better if they come 
uh, via their GPs right. and they have some sort of workup. Uh, uh, um, but sure, I'm happy to see anybody. All right. Sure. Well, on that note, once again, shukran very much and hoping to have you here in the near future. Inshallah. Inshallah. So all the best and also all the success with the practice. And inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always guide and protect you, inshallah, and grant you all the wisdom continue to be of benefit to mankind inshallah I mean. okay. so until next time assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh